Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kenzie Dazinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach. And today, you are joining a community of couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I'm recording this episode following our last workshop of 2019. And to those of you who are able to attend, thank you so much for a wonderful day and meaningful time together. Today, we're talking about creating a culture of positivity in your home. To do that, we'll briefly talk about what it means to create culture, and then we'll specifically talk about how to create a culture of positivity. And just so we're on the same page from the get-go, when I say positivity, I'm not talking about the absence of negative feelings, but instead the presence of optimism, respect, and goodwill between spouses and families, despite strong emotion or conflict. As you think about the current culture in your home, how would you describe it? Is it fun, playful, and inviting to others? Is it peaceful or calming? Or is it cold, chaotic, or critical? It's interesting to think about our home environments in this way, isn't it? If we really pause to think about it, what we find is that we can put language to what we feel when we're at home. We can actually step back to observe our habits and interactions, and whatever words we put to those dynamics are part of the culture that we've created. See, culture is actually the byproduct of the spaces between a group. For example, any playfulness or joy you experience in your home is a byproduct of the ways in which you and your spouse and your kids interact, just as any harshness or fear is also a byproduct of the ways in which every person living under your roof interact. And any culture, whether it be the one inside our homes, the one where we work, or the one in which we live, is intentionally or unintentionally created by its members. And here's why. Because all of our interactions are based on our values. Not what we say we value, but what we actually value. So we can say that we value loving others, but when our interactions are closed off or self-focused, the culture we create is actually one of isolation and selfishness. We can say that we want our children to grow up and be healthy adults and learn the value of hard work, But when we call their teachers or coaches and solve their problems for them, what we actually create is a culture of fragility and entitlement. And we can say that everything we do is intended to point to God's glory, but when we only post pictures of ourselves or our stuff, and the only person we're helping is ourselves to feel better, we're actually creating a culture in which narcissism becomes the norm. And listen, just because I've taken a moment to reflect on some of these inconsistencies, I'm no less a part of the culture in which you and I both live. Evan and I talk and wrestle with these things all the time. But our hope, which I hope is yours too, is to arrive at the knowledge of the truth and align our interactions with what we stand for. Let me give you one more example that directly relates to today's topic of positivity. I hear the following sentiments from couples from time to time. I'm just trying to be positive here, but she is dragging me down. Or, I don't have any room for his negativity in my life. Okay, so the stated value is positivity, but the culture created in these situations is one of bitterness, resentment, and frustration. So a spouse can say they believe one thing, but what they actually contribute to the relational dynamic is the exact opposite. 
A husband says, I'm just trying to be positive here, but she is dragging me down. And what he wants in this moment is affirmation of his own personal development. But what he's insinuating is that his ability to be positive is actually dependent upon the attitude and behavior of his wife, which is an indication to me that he doesn't yet understand the power of positive thinking, only that he's adopted it by proxy. And it tells me that he has just as much of a negative attitude as the one he's accusing his wife of. Let's do the one for the ladies. A wife says, I don't have any room for his negativity in my life. And what she wants in the moment is affirmation of her independence. But what she's actually communicating is that her sense of strength requires an absence of hardship, which is an indication to me that she doesn't yet understand what it means to be truly differentiated. And like the husband I just mentioned, her tone indicates that she has just as much built-up negativity as the husband she's accusing. Have you ever felt like one of these spouses? Or been on the receiving end? It's tough either way, right? I know, it really is when you're in it, and you're convinced that everything would be a million times easier if your spouse would just lighten up, not worry so much, change. But... Here's the thing about intentionally creating a culture of positivity. It starts with you. It only takes one person to change an interaction, to stop a negative interaction from continuing, or to do something different than the negative habits you've fallen into. And here's what I love about this. Even if you and your spouse are not yet on the same page, even if you're the only one who's bothered by the negativity in your home, you're also the one who can change. You're the one in your home who can influence your spouse and family for good. Before I tell you how, this episode is brought to you by my free research-based relationship quiz. Have you ever wanted a professional insider's look at your relationship? Well, I've created a short quiz that lets you in on the state of your marital health based on four separate categories. After taking the quiz, you'll receive an immediate score, plus a description of your score will be sent straight to your inbox, followed by one action step, next steps to take, and one prayer for your marriage. To get in on this free resource, just visit bravemarriage.com quiz. Again, that's bravemarriage.com quiz. As we talk today about creating a culture of positivity in your home, I want to be clear again that positivity is not the absence of conflict or negative emotions, but instead the presence of optimism, goodwill, and respect no matter what. So how do we get there? How do we make changes on our own to create a culture of positivity? Two things. We eliminate negativity and we intentionally commend. Eliminate negativity and intentionally commend. Notice I didn't say eliminate boundaries with your spouse or discipline with your children, nor did I say make stuff up to puff your spouse up. I said simply eliminate negativity and intentionally commend. Let's talk about what those two things look like in practice. But before we do, a quick caveat. This advice is not to couples in abusive or domestically violent situations. Those relational dynamics call for a different approach and would be best addressed with a licensed professional counselor. Okay, first, eliminate negativity. Negativity is simply a bad habit that creeps into relationships over time as couples get more and more comfortable with one another and less and less intentional. 
Negative attitudes and behaviors include eye-rolling, criticism, name-calling, retorting, rebutting, defending, justifying, or making sarcastic or passive-aggressive remarks. These are the things that we need to intentionally eliminate if our plan is to foster a culture of respect and goodwill in our homes. The easiest way to do that is to draw upon something I heard growing up, as I'm sure you did too, and that is, if you don't have anything nice to say, what? Don't say it at all. I'm convinced that if couples were intentional about taking that one small little step, they will have fought half the battle when it comes to their unhealthy relational dynamics. Because being honest and being mean are two totally different things. The former is about assertiveness and restraint, while the latter is about being tactless and brash. Now, here's what I know. You are someone with self-control. You may not have called on it in some time, but I just want to encourage you that you're capable of it. Your smart remarks, your comebacks, none of that is determined by your partner. Sure, your partner may have started it, but the moment you choose to engage is the moment you become complicit in the negativity. Imagine two kids trying to blame each other, but in reality, they're both at fault. But the thing is, as an adult, you don't have to engage or allow the escalation to happen. You don't have to give your power over to your partner. You can actually choose to not comply and draw a line in the sand by practicing self-control. You can just decide, I am someone who values self-control and I trust myself enough to follow through over time until my behavior matches this value. A few more thoughts on eliminating negativity. It takes time. You will not be perfect at this. And your partner will not likely help because he or she will be confused until your new behavior has taken root over the course of several weeks to a month. That's not that long, guys, but that's how long it may take to stick to your guns in order to see a change in the culture within your home. But nonetheless, your conscious choice to systematically eliminate negativity over time will influence your spouse, your kids, and your family for the better. As you work to eliminate negativity, the second task in creating a culture of positivity is working to intentionally commend. Because in order to change a habit, just as we talked about in our change series back in January, it's not enough to eliminate a behavior. We also have to replace that behavior and keep old habits from creeping back in. And I chose this phrase, intentionally commend, because it conveys acknowledging, showing respect, and affirming what we see in each other. Noticing the good but not saying anything doesn't do anything to create a positive culture. We have to learn to intentionally commend by practicing, even if it's out of our norm. What does this look like? First of all, intentionally commending your partner looks like acknowledging his or her efforts in every area of life. Acknowledging helpfulness at home. Acknowledging the work put in at home or at work. Acknowledging good intentions, trying, and effort. A lot of us go wrong here by assuming that acknowledging is the same thing as affirming, and so we just don't, because we don't want to affirm something that wasn't quite done right or done according to our standards or the way that we would do it. But when we acknowledge our spouse's efforts or our kids who are trying or the work the other person is putting into their life or our relationship— leads to them feeling seen and appreciated and encourages them to keep going. 
but withholding acknowledgement and waiting on perfection leads us to feel unseen, unappreciated, and like everything we're doing is worthless. So if you know the outcome you want to create, why not implement the right means to get there? Intentionally commending also looks like affirming the good, the strengths, and the potential we see in those within our home. Where acknowledgement says, I see you and I appreciate you, affirmation says, I believe in you and I admire you. We often affirm behavior and achievement because those things are easiest to see. But when it comes to creating a positive culture within our homes, it's equally important that we affirm character and formation. So affirming both your kids' achievements and their hard work, both your spouse's gifts and abilities, and their stewardship of them, both their God-given attributes, spiritual gifts, and talents, and their identity in Christ. So, your action step for today? You guessed it. Eliminate negativity and intentionally commend. What negative attitudes or behaviors do you need to eliminate? Eye-rolling? Criticism? Name-calling? Retorting? Rebutting? Defending? Justifying your behavior? Sarcasm? Or passive aggression? And what can you intentionally commend, acknowledge, and affirm? spiritually, emotionally, cognitively, socially, relationally, physically, sexually, work-wise and character-wise within your spouse and family. And then go do it. This might be the perfect time to just try it for a month and see what happens. And if you start to notice a difference, let me know. My prayer for you all this week is that you would be the difference maker in your marriage, the initiator of a more positive culture in your home. And that by instilling new values with more intentionality than before, that you would be changed for the better in the process. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Love is just as fragile